right, welcome to the podcast today. It is hot, right? Monday, October 11th. Um, and because it's so warm and two activities were heavily influenced by the what I find to be very nice temperatures over the weekend. We're, uh, we're going to start with that. We've got some dog things to get to. Um, a stunning arrival, to me anyway, of a new store in Franklin Park Mall. And um, I mean no disrespect at all to one of my good friends who oversees a lot of things over there. But I was, I, I can't remember the last time. I, maybe when the Apple Store showed up. What? 2015, 2014? We were like, wow, this is legit. Like, this is a stamp of approval. And we'll see if more stores follow suit of this one that already had a Sylvania spot. Now they're in the mall. Some other little things to get to as well. Um, one question, the, the, the serious stuff. I'm trying to bump the serious stuff, the controver- the potentially controversial things towards the end of the podcast. I, I want to know what's a per- what makes something a personal decision. Obviously, my tongue is somewhat pushing into my cheek, but it's a serious question that I would pose to, not you, we're all in the same group here, uh, but to some people. And I mean it mostly seriously. Uh, let's let's start with the temperatures. It's in the 70s today. It was mid 80s yesterday. Um, I have said for weeks and weeks now, at least the end of August, um, warmer temperatures are lasting farther into September and even October a little bit, which is the case right now. Um, Some years, it's funny going back through some of my Halloween photos for station events, uh, like the old trunk or tree. One year I was bundled up and I remember Megan had to go inside and buy us gloves at the Andersons because it was so cold. Another year, um, short sleeves, nice, nice, pretty day, some wind. It was like 68. We alternated years between very pleasant and Mild, warm even, really cold. Um, Again, that's closer to Halloween. Obviously, the warmer temperatures affected two events over the weekend. The zombie crawl, that's as many people as I've ever seen at that. And the kinder temperatures mean a better turnout for that. I don't know what the date will be for next year's zombie crawl, but it seems like um, most people will be of the thinking the earlier in October it is, the better it is, the better chances we have to not run into late October weather unpredictability, where it could literally be snowing. Um, The other event, I think a lot of people were a little upset um, because it wasn't the perfect fall setting to go to the Apple Butter Festival. But when all was said and done, you got your apples, you got your apple butter, and 25,000 people showed up for that thing in Grand Rapids. I never knew the the, uh, population of GR was only 1,000, and it's 25 times that on most Apple Butter Fest Sundays. Um, You know me, I like warm temperatures, but I have said for a while now, um, it's the way I've convinced myself. It's the way I've reasoned and rationalized with myself. Um, I thought it was just a Midwest thing, but it's really like Midwest, Mid-Atlantic, probably parts of the Northeast. Um, I remember as a kid, I couldn't wait for spring break, usually around Easter, because that was a sure sign that temperatures were going to be warm and snow days were all but done. That's not really the case anymore. If you've paid attention like I have, um, whether it's back home in Philadelphia or here, um, April has been really spotty. Similar to my Halloween pictures, I look at a lot of my opening day pictures, and there's really only one I have where I think it was in the 70s. In 2018, other than that opening day, even this year where it was the first week of May, 
is not warm, is usually not mild, and the only thing keeping us warm is all the alcohol. So, summer temperatures are lasting into fall, and for me, spring temperatures, 60s, God, it would be truly like an act of the universe to call spring temperatures 70s, but that that's what they always were to me. Um, the, the earth is a little broken right now, and we should never expect the planet, which is a living organism that we're all on together, um, it's a living organism. Things are not going to stay static. Um, not to discuss who is at fault and how we fix that, I'm just telling you that Spring temperatures are consistent. Spring temperatures are arriving later, like into May, into June. But the flip side of that, the counter, the reasoning I do to myself is, okay, so it's 57 on on May 15th, but it's 77 as we get into October. Not that I did any deep dive research here on this, but I did pull up the end of the last week of this past May. Just as like a, a small little experiment I could have done more, but I didn't want to. We're not trying to do too many deep dives here on the podcast. But um, the last week of May of 2021 began with Sunday, May 25th, 57. And I'll go through that entire week. 57, 57, 84. Wednesday the 28th, 77. Thursday, 64. Friday, 58. And then Saturday, 69 degrees. So not nearly a consistent, what I would call, spring temperature um, the last week of May. So next year when Apple Butterfest rolls around and it's potentially very warm again, just know that that spring might have a normal, mild, warm even spring day probably didn't get to us until June. So we've shifted this comfortable season, the one that I prefer most, um, from April to September, April to August, more like late May to at least late September. So would you like more research on that? You can do it on your, uh, you can do it on your own. Uh, some heads up with my friends at, uh, LC4. I did say, and I might've even mentioned on the podcast last week, they have low cost dog adoptions. They had gotten one over a hundred animals the first week of October last week. So they need to clear out the shelter If you didn't know, animals can suffer mental health issues just as we can. And when they're all crammed in there and there's lots of barking dogs, it's a lot for them. So $25 dog adoptions, um, free dog license, which usually costs like 25 bucks. If you bring some candy for their trunk or treat event, and it would be great help to help out LC4. Also, um, if you're thinking, I don't know if I'm ready to deal with the dog. I get it. Um, maybe the most popular event that LC4 does is Snout and About. They started these a couple of years ago where you get to take one of their dogs on a day trip. Um, just sign up. And I guess there's a small little background check, at least basic stuff like do you have kids? Do you have other animals? Where might you take the dog? Um, this usually fills up really fast. Several of these Snout and Abouts have had people lined up around the LC4 building. So you can sign up now. There are still some slots available to uh, take a dog on a doggy daytime field trip. This coming Saturday, I believe it is. Um, I was stunned. I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast last week. I think it was probably only on the air. I think Citywide Souls is a new um, resale sneaker joint. And I messaged somebody that I know. I was like, this is good. We support them, right? And, and I thought, Ken Sylvania, they're on Monroe Street. 
Pennsylvania support to sneaker resale shops because Soul Status is in downtown Sylvania. I got to uh, pop in there. What's the Sylvania festival that happens in the spring? Oh, I forget what it was. It will it will hit me as soon as I hit uh, stop recording on today's podcast. But I finally got to go in the Soul Status. Then, if I, I have really shut down my sneaker buying because the amount of sneakers and that's what I call them. Sorry. Um, the amount of sneakers I have th- that I've spent a lot on and have not worn is beginning to outnumber the amount of shoes I have that I have worn. So I really squashed down on buying sneakers. Um, I'm wondering, though, with Citywide Souls, now uh, now there's two locations. But wait, that didn't last long, long because on Saturday, I saw a, uh, a not-so-sunny storefront or store atmosphere for Soul Status. Usually, you know, uh, whatever street that is in Sylvania, the sun's beaming in. Not here. No sun was reaching this Soul Status store because it was in Franklin Park Mall. I immediately uh, texted my good friend who works over at the mall, and I was like, you got to let me know about this stuff. Like, this is big news. Um, The last time, at least from what I can recall, a big store like that, I know they're not a national chain or anything, but it means something when certain stores or restaurants or whatever arrive. When the Apple store hit, that was a big deal. When Starbucks opened up a shop in downtown Toledo, it wasn't necessary, but it was like a stamp of approval. And obviously, um, mall business has been trending down in recent years because we do so much shopping online. So anything to supercharge or regain some popularity uh, in malls, and I know my friend is always working to do that, is big news in my world. Soul status is now in the mall. I'm not exactly sure where, but that's going to do far more for the mall, I believe, than it will for uh, for the store itself. Um, Soul status brings in some big names when we have um, athletes or local people that are originally from here, but um, come to visit family and are now living outside the area, they'll pop in there. And these people have some big time equity, a lot of social following. And for those people to go to that mall store, post from there, that's a big, big deal. So I was happy to see that. Um, I made uh, an unlikely Facebook connection. Uh, I went to the Toledo Toy Show on Saturday. I think this is the second one they've had in like a handful of months. The next one is scheduled for next April. Um, I paid 20 bucks to get in early because I wanted to have first dibs on things I was looking for. And in my world, not that this matters a lot to you, that show is mostly cars and a lot of action figures. Like I have not been to a show where... There's been so much personally for me to look through. There wasn't very much art. It was a toy show. Um, There has not been this many things for me to look through at a show that I can remember in a long, long time. I was happy to see that, but uh, hold on. Obviously, you've noticed we're solo here today. Alex is a little under the weather. Janet, tomorrow. Um, Friday night, uh, the toy show pushed its way into my Facebook feed. And uh, somebody had asked, are there going to be any Transformers? And I, re- I replied, yes, I'll be buying all of them. Uh, that person reached out to me. We had a little bit of a connection. I guess there are, are three other Transformers collectors here in this area. Um, nice. Some some friendly competition, I, I guess we'll call it. And this was one of these weekends because I was excited to buy stuff. And it was a successful few purchases at the toy show. And I just kept buying and buying. It's one of those weekends where... I don't want to look at my debit card account. Um, but uh, this this person told me the names of a, the other people that collect 
And I sent them friend requests. And one of them, um, obviously this person is one of the few who I share a common interest with here where we live. That's that's extremely meaningful. I was uh, just reading one of my mental health books today, something from the Dalai Lama. And uh, this book's old, relatively speaking. I don't know when it was written, but the chapter I was diving into to kill some time this morning and kind of calm my mind just to recenter myself. I was a little hyper this morning. Um, it was about um, as much as we think we want to isolate, we actually need people. Um, not the wrong people, but we need to feel a part of something. We need to feel a sense of community. And if you ever feel down and depressed, a, a good uh, experiment to do or a good project to at least see where you are is look around and go, have I been participating in anything? Um, have I been connecting with people? And it doesn't have to be deep and meaningful, um, but it has to be something. It's, it's good. One of the, We need to have purpose. Uh, so many things that depress people, they talk around that it's a lack of purpose, whether personally, professionally. And within that purpose is a sense of belonging, a feeling of community. So I was excited to come across three other people who have this deep, passionate, sometimes expensive um, interest of mine. Although one of the people, their uh, Facebook profile was something that I am staunchly against. I sent the friend request anyway. I'm not going to mention what it is. You can probably pick in your head among three or four things and wonder which. Um, it wasn't an anti-vaxxing thing. Nothing like that. But I sent the friend request and we, uh, we spent a good portion of the Saturday talking. So a little note to myself. While you might have a completely divergent interest or viewpoint with someone and if this relationship was a little bit closer, whatever, if I looked at their profile, I didn't look at their profile. Maybe I should have. And maybe seeing whatever they had posted would stop me from having engaged in that conversation. I didn't do that. And um, I have to answer to myself or maybe you because of that. I'm actually a little disappointed in myself, but I didn't. But sometimes it shows that we can look past things, even though this is a deal breaker for me in many ways. So an unlikely Facebook connection. Um, a couple of entertainment things real fast. You probably know him from Peaky Blinders. I don't think he's been in every season of the show. In fact, when I had an incredibly hard time understanding the super thick English accent in that show, I'm like, stay with it for Cillian Murphy. Uh, but a frequent collaborator, a frequent star of many Christopher Nolan movies, and just recently a Christopher Nolan movie, uh, he of Tenant and Interstellar, and what was the other? He wasn't 1918, was he? No, I don't think he was. Um, and the Batman movies, uh, his next movie coming out next summer, I believe, is Oppenheimer. The guy who created that bomb. Um, what's the famous Oppenheimer quote? And now I become death, destroyer of worlds. I'm very much looking forward to the movie. And um, playing that titular role is uh, Celine Murphy, who again you know from... Peaky Blinders, and is an oft-collaborator with the inimitable Christopher Nolan. In fact, my little Nolan clique who I tweet or text things with, we should have taken guesses or bets as to who was going to be in the movie because Nolan does not stray far from the actors that he commonly works with. So I'm very much looking forward to that. We saw our first glimpse of Timothy Chalamet. As uh, as a young Wonka, and I'm not going to hit you again with all of those tongue-in-cheek, snarky, sarcastic questions I want answered. Like, how did he get those 
those Oompa Loompas from where they were in Loompa Land. Did he, did he trick them and now they unknowingly work as slaves in his factory? Did, did he fabricate the Snozzlewangers and the other monsters so he could act like some kind of hero? I'm, I'm not going to do that. I, I'm sorry. Um, but Timothy Chalamet has always struck me, and I'm not the fan that my friend Justin is. Who uh, That's his one hall pass from his husband here on National Coming Out Day. Um, Timothy Chalamet will be out in a couple of weeks in Dune. That is not this week, but the following week, the big 80s um, sci-fi epic Dune of the Blade Runner era and Star Wars and more, the book from in the 60s. Um, the remake will be out in a couple of weeks. So the mega cast, Timothy Chalamet, is in that. He has always struck me as a little, I don't want to use any derogatory terms. Uh, be a little, little, little weird, a little, little quirky. Um, and maybe I'm off base with that. But you've got to be a you've got to be a little quirky. You've got to be a little left of center or diagonal to center um, to play that Wonka role. That's why so many years ago during that Johnny Depp movie, like, he was very right, as eccentric as he was. I'm sure the Pirates movies were his auditions, his unknowing auditions for the Willy Wonka role. So I'm very much looking forward to Timothy Chalamet's um, origin of Willy Wonka when we get that movie. So I asked this at the outset of the podcast. Um, To me, the center point of... People not wanting to get vaccinated or the highest profile people are are athletes. Um, A couple of weeks ago, Andrew Wiggins from the Warriors, not their most important player, maybe their fifth most important best player. Um, He gave us all things. It's a personal decision. And he eventually wound up getting vaccinated. I don't know what his reasoning was, how he came around so quickly. Um, Kyrie Irving, former Cavalier, former Celtic, current Brooklyn Net, is very likely to possibly derail Kevin Durant from getting another uh, championship. And if anybody is going to convince Kyrie Irving, although I don't know if anybody can convince him to get vaccinated, it could be Kevin Durant putting a finger in the chest of Kyrie Irving going, you are you are potentially keeping me from getting another title. We spoke. I, I agreed to come here with you, and we agreed that we were going to win a title in New York for the team that isn't the Knicks. And now you got this. I'm looking forward to Kevin Durant speaking um, about that in whatever way he can. Kyrie Irving has often been a eccentric thinker. Um, not similar at all to how I described Timothy Chalamet. Kyrie Irving has had some very peculiar opinions over the years, so his unvaccinated status is not at all um, odd or um, or unpredictable. But he's the he's the benchmark for all the people who say, "I'm still doing my research." Um, they're just an anti-vaxxer, or the people who say it's a personal decision. That one has always struck a chord with me, and I'd like to know why. And again, this is somewhat tongue-in-cheek. Like, what makes it a personal decision? Especially for someone who is so high-profile. I mean, Kirk Cousins from the Vikings was this way and said he'd be at uh, he'd be at all his meetings or with plexiglass around him and so on and so forth, and he knew that he was potentially costing in teams games because if he was around anybody, he'd have to sit out and miss a game and... All that stuff. Um, 
everything is a personal decision, but if you can explain why, um, and not that we need to know your private things, what makes you tick and these interpersonal workings of you, but when you're somebody like Kyrie Irving or someone who is of high profile in the public eye, and again, this is someone who has talked some flat earth things and some other peculiar perspectives and opinions just like that. So, again, we shouldn't be surprised by his current status. Um, and I think at times he's tried to explain those things. And there is a very fine line between between being a deep, intellectual, slightly ahead of the curve, intellect or intellectual and weirdo. There's a very fine line. Um, there's an old quote that I have stashed way back up in my photos, photo, something of... Um, intellectual forward-thinking minds are, are always questioning it first and then we look back and go ah they were just they were just years ahead of us I don't know if that's the, maybe that's Elon Musk um, or someone like that I don't think that's Kyrie Irving but when people who are of high profile and often put their thoughts out into the public sphere I don't think it's unfair to go what makes this so private for you what makes what what goes into your personal decision? Because oftentimes, with anything, we're human beings. We're endlessly curious. And when we know why, we go, okay, um, I can respect you at least sharing that with me. I clearly don't agree with you, but I can respect you sharing how you came about this decision. As screwy as it may be. Like when Nicki Minaj was like, I'm still doing my research. Oh, Nicki. Stop, stop, stop. Um, So... Again, if you tell us why, rather than just hide behind this veil of it's a personal decision. Um, remember, these people's medical records are often put out there. Many are actual HIPAA violations, but when it comes to sports, um, we see these things happen. Like, that dude went down in a heap and he can't walk. Um, it's it's kind of hard to protect your HIPAA rights. We know you tore your knee up because you just had surgery. You gave us a thumbs up on your Instagram. So when it comes to um, a personal decision, I is there is there three things there that you might want to share with us? Um, maybe, and I mean this w- without any kind of sense of humor, maybe you are absolutely deathly afraid of needles in the same way that I would never want a Band-Aid on me. I get it. Maybe something happened to you that traumatized you that you cannot, um, you can't get a needle. You will lose your mind. It will send you into some kind of manic panic. You're afraid of needles. I get it. Just share share that with us. Um, more embarrassingly, you are afraid to share with us any websites where you are doing your research for fear that we might laugh at you. Or we go, whoa, dude. You are coming across some really unhealthy and bad information, and you're arguably making the problem worse. I could see why you might not want to share that because people will tell you how dumb and wrong you might be. And then the last reason, like not tongue-in-cheek at all. If it's a personal and private decision, no matter what kind of adult you are, if you just want to share with us a, a past medical scare, either with yourself or your family member, or, or a, a very close acquaintance or a relationship. Because look, we know um, to all kinds of vaccines and other medical issues. Like I told you, I was the one in how many ever thousand to have a horrific recovery 
from LASIK. Um, I looked past that terrible week I had to deal with where I was wondering if I was going to get my, if my vision was now not going to be worse. Um, I made it through and I had a, a doc, I had doctors that helped me get through that and said, you're, you're recovering slowly. You're going to be good. That didn't scare me from telling others and saying, look, if you had Coke bottles like I did, if your vision was that bad, I cannot encourage you enough to try getting LASIK. Maybe these Kyrie Irvings and Kirk Cousins and, and other people who have a pretty decent public profile, please share with us. And you don't even have to be deeply specific. Just say, look, uh, I, I had a I had a, a close friendship when I was a kid, and uh, that person got X and such, X and Y vaccine, and, and they had a terrible reaction to it. And that has scared me. And while we might not agree with your decision to stay unvaccinated, we can go, okay. That's understandable. If you help other people understand, you're liable to gain more sympathy and maybe even more sincere support. Just don't leave us having hanging in the dark. Much like us human, much like us human beings need community and a sense of purpose and a sense of being a part of something. As much as people like me, we just like to sit at home with my dogs. We have to be a part of something. And human beings also want to know things. And if you can just give us a little bit, maybe we can be better teammates. Especially as this thing seems. We seem to be in a good spot now with COVID. It seems like Delta in places where, you know, we're, we're doing what we need to. It has crested, but we're heading into flu season soon and we're all going to be locked up again in our homes because the winter is arriving. So just, just give us some things to chew on other than it's personal choice. I know it is. What brought you to that choice? Perhaps you're getting bad information and we can help you help yourself, everyone around you, and for that matter, everyone on the globe. One last thing, I have, uh, I obviously have not eaten at every restaurant in all of Toledo, uh, but I went to Bar's Public House again on Friday night, my second time in like a couple of months or so, and uh, I had I had gotten their burger repeatedly, and I said, Eric, you can get something different this time. I mean, everything on the menu is, is it looks and sounds really good, although I think the darkness of the dark cherries in the cherry bourbon smash is a little too dark for me. Perhaps a cocktail cherry, or one of the, yeah, one of the cherries that I make with my Manhattans at home in the uh, in the jar, rather than the dark cherries, will be will make it better for me. So I got to avoid that next time. Um, I got the buffalo cauliflower bites, and I had that a couple of years ago. In fact, it was my last out of home, my my last meal at a restaurant before COVID put us all away, like February of twenty twenty. And from there on out, I attempted to recreate them at home. And I started off really, really well, and now I don't even attempt it because I can't remember the initial recipe that I went with. But uh, I, 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 this is, I'm embellishing, I'm elaborating, I'm way off base here. Um, but I would put the buffalo cauliflower bites, sriracha, by the way, which is like the second hottest one they have at, at bars. I would put that up as one of the top ten. Pound for pound, for pound food dishes in Toledo. Again, I haven't eaten everywhere, but at the places I have eaten, it is one of the most memorable dishes I have been able to enjoy. Um, two last things. Uh, after a surprisingly wonderful performance at Notre Dame a couple of weeks ago, UT has really bottomed out since then. They lost homecoming over the weekend to their past nemesis, Northern Illinois. BG beat Minnesota a couple of weeks ago, a historic win. They lost to Akron over the weekend. They should have beat Akron. Uh, Cleveland lost to, to a really good team in a shootout. 
the Justin Herbert and the Chargers, and the Lions find painfully excruciating wins to uh, ways to lose every single week. But um, you gotta like their coach, and you gotta like what he has instilled in them. They don't have a lot of talent. They are probably the least. T- no. Urban Meyer's Jacksonville Jaguars are probably the least talented team and definitely the worst coach team in the league because he's their coach. But good for the Lions with Dan Campbell uh, coaching them because he has truly been embraced by Lions fans because he has that blue collar, always going to fight to the very end attitude. But not a great sports weekend unless you count Jared Anderson, Toledo native, who is on the Tyson Fury. Who's the other guy? Uh, the big heavyweight, the big heavyweight card in Vegas the other night. Are they even heavyweights? So Jared Anderson is a heavyweight and fought on that card in Vegas and won. Uh, beat a big Russian dude, not a Klitschko or anything. Not that I can recall. But Jared Anderson from Toledo could be the next big face in heavyweight boxing. And it's been a long time since that weight class was the Riddick Bowes, the Holyfields, the Tysons, like decades now. Maybe Toledo's Jared Anderson will be just that. And a very special happy birthday to a man who has meant so much to so many kids and teens and their families, especially in Sylvania. Happy birthday to Mr. Bill Giha. Tomorrow, I'm hoping to have Alex on. Phillips lined up for the week. Janet Amid will be on tomorrow as well.